So is it just you and I? Or is Gab here? Dave's here too. Oh, Dave. Yeah. Dave is uh, producing. And like we we like we're so dangerously close to killing this stream deck because we keep shocking it. Shocking it. Is it not working? It's time! Streaming live from <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Reflux Town! Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. I'm Nick Padone, running point today. Of course, we have Mr. Chris McNeil here as well. Big Play Dave. What is up? Is producing. What's going on, guys? You can tell, right? <laughs> <laughs> we are off to a fast and furious start, but that's okay. We're going to get things going right off the rip. We will have our featured interview presented by Labatt. We are talking NFL Draft with Thor Nystrom from Fantasy Pros. Um, we are going to get right into the draft. It is draft week. I get that it doesn't have the same punch for Cleveland as it usually does, but this is really just us kicking the can down the road on our Cavs talk. We will talk some Cavs <laughs> with our typical sportsbook big play bets of the week, and then we will wrap up the show, as always, with Cleveland headlines. So without further ado, what do you guys say we hop into our featured interview? Let's do it. In like five seconds. All right, cool. We will be chatting momentarily with Thor Nystrom from Fantasy Pros. Excited to get some Cleveland Browns analysts as, as well as talk a little bit about some of these Buckeye prospects that could be going early on. Alrighty, this featured interview is presented by Labatt. Today on the Labatt Blue Line, we are joined by NFL Draft Analyst at Fantasy Pros. He is Thor Nystrom. Thor, what is going on? Thanks for hopping on here. And more importantly, thank you for letting us kick the can down the road from talking Cavs as they're currently down 3-1 against the Knicks. <laughs> no problem, boys. Good beer. <laughs> Thanks a bunch. Obviously, you know, the draft is such an exciting time for Cleveland usually. But right now, this time through, it feels a little bit different because the Browns don't have a first-round pick, and they also don't have a second-round pick. Could you see a world where the Browns maybe surprise some people and trade up from 74 in the draft? Because it feels like we're going to be waiting for quite some time come Friday night. 
Going to be tough. I mean, unless you want to dip into your future draft equity, they're, they're pick poor this year. So, you know, I, I don't know how it would happen outside of doing one of those, you know, we'll give you our second rounder next year for a third rounder this year, whatever. But yeah, I, I wouldn't expect much fireworks from Cleveland on draft night. Thor, assuming that they stay in the same spot that they're at there at 74, a lot of fans are looking for us to potentially draft a wide receiver. Who would you be looking at at 74 who might be around for the Browns? Um, I'd Tank Dell would be one guy that's probably going to get there because of his size, but he can't be covered in single coverage. Like no one can stay with him at the senior bowl. They were grabbing his Jersey out of route breaks. Cause like on the Tuesday, the first day of the practices, Tank Dell was smoking people so bad that the cornerbacks were like, we're not going to let you burn us anymore in front of the NFL. So that the play refs actually had to throw flags, which you, you don't often see at those all-star events. He'd be one. Uh, I would toss out Michael Wilson from Stanford a guy who will fall just a little bit later because of his injury stuff from college. I think it's like 15 or 16 games he played in the last three years. But when he was on the field, he was awesome. And for a big receiver, he's uh, he checked in this process, trying to find it on my sheet, at uh, almost 6'2", 213 with a 955 Raz. And he does something awesome from an athletic perspective that can't be tested. And if it was, his score would have been even higher. He is awesome at slamming the brakes on. And we got quantifiable evidence of this at the Senior Bowl. They actually track max deceleration and acceleration in addition to the max speed, stuff like that. Michael Wilson was one of only two players at the entire event that was top 15 tracked max speed and top five in terms of max deceleration. The other guy was Trey Palmer, who's a freak athlete. But nobody thinks about Michael Wilson that way, but he is. Those would be a couple guys that I would toss. A.T. Perry be another one, the, the uh, Wake Forest guy, long outside guy, sort of like Preston Williams a little bit from a couple classes back. But th- those would be a couple guys I'd toss out for round three. Now, when you look at this team kind of stepping back a little bit, Thor, where do you have as the biggest areas of need for the Cleveland Browns? Uh, receiver was one of them. Um, let me pull up my my chart. Receiver, definitely one of them. Uh the uh, interior defensive line was my only other one on the top in, in defensive front total sure. um, was the only other one on my top line. And then I had their secondary needs as like uh, a linebacker, tight end, safety, uh, maybe offensive line depth. Who do you see on the interior of the line who might be available there at 74 or even with the other picks for the Browns who may, they may want to take a look at? Um, in the third round, I would say, I don't know if Chandler Zavala from North Carolina state gets there, but he might, because first of all, he was a combine snub. Um, he had a, he had an interesting path to get to NC NC state and then start dominating. Um, he also has an injury history on him, but he is a really, really good guard. Um, the year before he played with a Kwanu, the kid who went at the top of the draft last year. And they just wipe people out on the same side of the line. Like, it was ridiculous. They were like sticks of dynamite. And then uh, this year, Zavala was really good as well. I I don't know why. He he, he was the biggest combine snub. That one just didn't make any sense at all. Um, there's also a couple guys where you could just take a flyer on – or not a flyer, but you could take a calculated uh, high percentage shot on a guy with really good athleticism who just hasn't figured it out yet. Anthony Bradford from LSU is going to go right around there. He's a freak athlete who is still learning the technical side of the craft. But if if a team can fine-tune that, he's going to take off really quickly. 
And then, you know, the, like uh, Joe Tipman is a guy that I don't think would get there, the Wisconsin center, but he can play all three interior spots. He's six foot six, a long rangey kid. Um, but if, if a guy like that fell down, uh, you could take a look at him as well. But Luke Whipler would be another guy who's local to you guys at Ohio State. Uh, center only with him, but a couple names to look at. Hey, hey Thor, you local. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, speaking of local, Dave, who's chiming in there, and myself both went to Miami, so we're big fans of the MAC. There in Ohio, we follow all the MAC schools. Yeah, got to love your MACTION, right? Who are the diamonds in the MAC this year? Who are you looking that are going to go high in the draft from the great MAC conference? Oh, man, I'd have to look through. You don't Um, have to look too deep. Come on now. You got to (laughs) have MAC right there at the top of your list. (laughs) (laughs) You you guys are bringing some uh, some curveballs at me. How many in the MACTION do you have in your top 10? (laughs) I'm looking looking down my board right now and trying to see where I I got some of the MACTION. I know guys that uh, you're hurting me here, having to go down that list, going, oh, I got to get to the MAC. Give me a second. (laughs) Page Page three, page four. I do yeah, know I do I, know guys that Carl Brooks, the defensive oh, end Car- from yeah. Bowling Green State University, he, he'd be one for sure. The Browns yeah. have had several meetings with him. I'm told. Yeah, another combine snub. Uh, he he would be right up there with Zavala in, in terms of the biggest one. I like his game a lot. You know, like talking about action, like the announcers would call his name all the time because he he was just penetrating immediately, piled up the TFL numbers, piled up the sack numbers there. Um, but is not as good of an athlete. And he's a very, uh, how would you say, unorthodox uh, type three technique. And is he a three technique? Is he, I mean, could someone play him on the edge? Maybe maybe a three, four, you play him as, as the interior de- defensive end there. Um, th- that's what you're trying to figure out with him because the, the testing just wasn't great. I think he was, which we knew it wasn't going to be great. Uh, five, eight, seven was his Raz. I comped him to Marlon Davidson, the kid from Auburn. Cause I had the same kind of hard time with Marlon Davidson coming out. Like, is he, is he big enough and athletic enough to play three technique? If he's not, can he play on like on the outside or not the outside, but the a three, four interior defense alignment. That's what you're trying to figure out with guys like that sort of tweeners that, that aren't the elite athletes, but Carl Brooks piled up the, the sack production, TFL production at, at, in the Mac. You can't fake that. So, I mean, I have him 143 on my board. Twelfth uh, interior defensive lineman. I, I like his game enough, but yeah, he's capped by those athletic questions. Hey Thor, you mentioned tight end for the Browns earlier. Um, we took a flyer on Harrison Bryant. Is there anyone in this draft that you look at in in Kevin Stefanski's eyes and say, "Hey, I really want to go out and get this guy"? Maybe a little bit later. Yeah, later on, um, Brenton Strange would be one I toss up from Penn State, who's going to fall through the cracks a little bit just because this is a, a super stacked tight end class. Is one of the best tight end class we've had in years. For me, tight end and cornerback are are the positions in this draft where where I put them like right at the top in terms of the strength. So it, you can wait a little bit on it, and a guy's going to fall through the cracks. You, Brenton Strange. So I have him tight end nine on my board. If he had come out. Like last year, I don't even know if he could because he might be an early declaration. But if if he had been in the last class, just apples to apples, he might have been a top three tight end in that class, right? Uh, like he's certainly a better blocker than Trey McBride in similar physical dimensions. Not a bad athlete either. It's just he didn't get thrown the ball as much at Penn State. In part because another kid in this class, uh, Parker Washington, their slot receiver, he took a lot of the usage that you would typically associate with like the tight end and that kind of offense where it was a lot of touches that were manufactured within five, six, seven yards of the line of scrimmage. 
But uh, Brenton Strange should have been involved more in the passing attack. But we know that he can block. We know he's versatile, can move him around like an H-backy type guy if you want to. So he would be one guy that I would look at. And Zach Koontz would be another one that I have to toss out. I'm way higher on Zach Koontz clearly than the NFL is. I am a tight end seven. He, the only reason people aren't talking about him more is just because of circumstance. He signed with Penn State coming out of high school. It was a great recruit. But then he gets stuck behind Pat Fryermuth, like on the depth chart, right coming out. And so that was a couple years. Then he transfers to Old Dominion, follows his former offensive coordinator, Ricky Ron there. But the COVID season, Old, Old Dominion canceled their season. So we didn't get to see Zach Kuhn until 2021. He blew up that season. We thought he was going to blow up last year, too. He did for the first month, but then he suffered a season-ending injury. But during the pre-draft process at 6'7 and 255 pounds, he tested as the most athletic, size-adjusted tight end to ever enter the NFL by the RAS composite system. Zach Kuhn's got the perfect 10, and he didn't duck any tests either. He did every single one of them. So uh, he's going to be a sleeper. He has receiving chops. Not the best blocker, but definitely has receiving chops, and he's going to be available at a discount. So this isn't the uh, the greatest draft for the Cleveland Browns fans. It's typically our Super Bowl, but we we made a trade for Elijah Moore. What one question? What what do you think about Elijah Moore when you were looking at him in college? And then two, if you're Andrew Barry, would you prefer him or would you prefer having a second round pick in this draft looking at the wide receiver class? Well, I, I like the cost they got, they got him at because, right, didn't they recoup a third in that too? They did, yeah. So yeah. It's, it, it, yeah, it's just like you have to fall down around like on day two. I, I was down with that totally. He He's a really good receiver, yeah. um You know, I want him in the slot, of course, but like as long as you're just going to play him out of the slot and as long as he's not one of your top options, he's going to eat with the space that you give him because he's a really sudden mover, but – yeah, I mean, like, I, I was totally down with that uh, that decision by the Browns. I think he's a good receiver. I know also when you look at this draft um, for Ohio, the Ohio State kid, C.J. Stroud, it feels like he's taken a little bit of heat just in this pre-draft process, especially in these last couple of weeks. Could you see a world where C.J. Stroud seriously does have a big stride come Thursday night? Well, in terms of like, how do you mean? Like, I mean, like, yeah, the, the NFL cares about that S2 thing, that S2 test. And that's why he's fallen because he, I think Bob McGinn reported he was like 18th percentile in that. The NFL's threshold for like being confident that you can be a starter is 80th percentile at quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, he, he fell well beneath that. But, um, like, is he going to fall from two where he was previously re- expected to go? Yeah, he is. Um, but like, how far is he going to get down? Like, I mean, you're talking between, you know, whether it's a trade up with a team to the Cardinals at three or, you know, if he gets through the top five, once it gets to six, the Lions are going to be fielding all kinds of calls. And I've heard that the Lions want to convey some of their draft equity this year into next year. So if a team comes calling from later on in the first where they're offering their first round pick next year, the Vikings are an option for this. Uh, Vikings have already worked out two trades with the Lions in Quasi Adolfo blockbuster trades and Quasi Adolfo Mensa's only year on the job. So, I mean, th- they would be an option. But if he's, if, if the Lions were in love with a pro, Devin Witherspoon's a guy that we've heard a lot of, some smoke starting about Jalen Carter. I've heard conflicting things about the Lions' interest in, in Jalen Carter. But what if, if they want to stay in the, the slot because the guy that they have near the top of their board, one of the defenders, falls to them, then I, I don't see CJ Stroud getting past number seven to the Raiders. Gotcha. I just don't. 
So, Thor, if you had to rank the top four in order quarterbacks, who, who would it be? It's Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, drop Will Levis. Okay. Interesting. What do you think the Texans do it to? That's another team. They're throwing just smoke screens out. It feels left and right that maybe they don't take a quarterback in their spot at two. And could they use the Browns pick at 14 to trade up for a guy or just wait to see if there is a guy at 14? What do you think Nick Casario is really up to out there in Houston? Nobody knows and nobody knows. Like, I mean, th- <laughs> this is this is one of the few drafts in recent memory where not only do we have no idea who's going second, we have no idea who's making the second pick. Yeah, uh, Houston has been has been fielding calls. Uh, they would love to trade down, um, but it, it's funny what what an incompetent franchise that is. The the guy that people would have traded up for it's C.J. Stroud and Houston by definition of being you know interested in trading down and whatnot. And and the whispers that had gotten out of the building that they didn't like C.J. Stroud, they had an effect of helping to tank his draft stock, which tanked the value of the pick that they were trying to trade out of. So they might end up getting stuck there. And if they do, I like it, it's going to be one of the wills, one of the two wills. It's either going to be Will Levis, they shock the world, or what they what they ought to do if they're not – what they should do is take C.J. Stroud. But if they're not going to do that, you could definitely talk me into Will Anderson. That's how good he is. And obviously, D'Amico Ryans wants to remake that defense. But really, they just should take C.J. Stroud. But it doesn't look like they're going to. And then who last question for you as we get you out of here, who do you think is going to be the first skill position player off the board? First skill guy. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a really good question. Yeah, uh, you, you got a lot of Jackson Smith and Jigba homers here. I'm I'm yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's either going to be Smith and Jigba or Bijan. Um, I'm going to go with Bijan though. Cause Atlanta, Ooh. there's been so much smoke around Bijan to Atlanta. I like I I have a hard time buying a running back in the top 10, but there's been too much smoke for me to dismiss it. And then Atlanta trades for Alcuda, which takes care of one of their defensive needs. I think it depends on which edge guy gets down there. Um, but like, you know, assuming in a scenario like where Tyree Wilson doesn't fall down there uh, or or Jalen Carter falls down there, I, I think they would take him too. Wow. those two guys are off the board. I think you might see Bijan in the top ten. Wow! Okay, I mean, four. I've seen I've seen Cincinnati Bengal fans think that they're going to get him all the way at the end of <laughs> no the first chance. round. Yeah, no chance. Yeah, I mean, it, the the last stop on the train would be the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. but I don't think he's getting down there either. Wow. Okay, one last question. <laughs> is, there, is there one player that everyone is kind of sleeping on, who you've got your eye on, who's probably going to go a little higher than everybody expects, who's who nobody knows their name right now, but they'll know their name come, you know, Friday, Thursday of the draft? I'd say Iowa tight end Sam Laporta, uh, guy I've been banging the, the table for all process. I have him tight end three and have Adam tight end three. It was funny. I, uh, I, I seen today on TV, Peter Schrager was saying that, People are going to be shocked because a lot of the NFL likes him more than Darnell Washington, which is what I've been saying all process. I mean, yeah, like Darnell Washington, a bit overrated because he doesn't have the receiving skills. He only made two catches over 20 yards downfield his entire career, doesn't break tackles, drop rate over 10%. So like with that, it's like you're dreaming, you know, like a a leap of faith. With Sam Laporta, he's just a stud receiver. To me, he's one-to-one with Owen Daniels. You know, in terms of career projection, that's my comp for him. I think he's the same player. All right, last one. Then we're really going to let you go. (laughs) This this is going to be the last one because I do have to get off. Absolutely. Yep. Best name in the draft. Are there any Barkevious Mingos? Oh, man. Not not one of those. Um, 
Mm, trying to think of best. I, I might have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> That's fine. You can go. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you, boys. <laughs> Thank you, Thor. Thanks, Thor. <laughs> Thor Nystrom, some good stuff there from him. Obviously, it's always fun talking draft, even when the Browns don't have a pick. And I do think as the draft nears, there's there's becoming more and more reason to get excited once these storylines start developing. Oh, we talk ourselves into it. I mean, that's all what it the is. time. Yeah, yeah. We talk ourselves into the draft, no matter if we have a lot of picks at the top or if we don't. There's always those guys who people on Twitter will say, oh, this this is the guy. This is the guy. And, uh, you know, people will debate it, even if we didn't even know about these guys here a month ago or even for the last year. Yeah. All right, Chris, what do you rank the uh, the Browns draft? What do you grade it? <laughs> Go without without it even happening yet. Just get it out of the way. Uh, it's going to be a solid B minus. No, how uh, did you not say incomplete? <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, I was going to go there, but oh, you gave it a grade. Right. But after the draft, you'll give it an incomplete. I love that. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I know it's this time of year. I love this time of year. It's I'm starting to check out, you know, guys that could be there at 74. I know it's a long, far way to go, but I do think it's uh, it's going to be fun, especially. Now that whoever they take at 74, there's no going to be no pressure on that guy. You're probably drafting him for depth, which is just such a good problem to have for once. All right. What do you guys say? We hit some big play bets. Let's do it. Alrighty, bet along with us with Tipico Sportsbook. Tipico lets you bet on all the biggest sporting events all year round. The Cavs are in the NBA playoffs. The Guardians are starting to get into full swing. And so, so much more. We always have fun big play boosts dropping on the Tipico Sportsbook. So if you haven't checked it out yet, give it a download. When you create your account, use promo code BIGPLAY. When you do use promo code BIGPLAY and deposit $50, we'll give you $200 bet credits completely on us. $200 to mess around with, especially throughout the NBA playoffs. That's going to be a lot of fun. You got to be 21 years or older to gamble in Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Chris, you called it last week that the Browns were going to... I mean, not the Browns, that the Cavs. I'm so used you, to. You don't want to talk Cavs so badly that you just I'm buried. I'm so used to the Browns dropping two in a row, but it was the Cavs that dropped two in a row this weekend Oof. in New York, man. You called it. That hurt to call it, too. I just kind of felt the momentum going the wrong way going into New York, and I hoped I was wrong. It was one of those where I was trying to reverse jinx our Cleveland Cavaliers, and it did not happen. It ended up being a full on. So that was ugly. Uh, how was it, Nick? How was New York? You actually visited the Big Apple for this series. I did, yes. I was down there. It was, it was okay, man. The city itself, it is okay. it, it's way too much. I mean, there's people everywhere, everywhere, just people, traffic. It's impossible to get around. I paid probably 500 bucks in Ubers the whole weekend. I mean, it's just... It, it's just way too much. It was was really my feedback, but it was cool. How about representation from Cavs fans? Did you see a lot of Cavs fans kind of hanging around the well, city? Well, we'll give a little spoiler that um, 
we uh, we went to a Cavs backer bar. The the Browns backers bar down there turns into Cavs backers. Yeah. Come playoffs, so spent some time there for the video and ran into just just a lot of Cavs fans there. But beyond that, Chris, like just out in the streets, you know, doing the touristy stuff that we did for some of the the documenting of the video that we're gonna be putting out yeah. very sh- very shortly. Not many, not many Clevelanders at all. Did you go to what was it? The New York Browns backers, the Liberty Bar, the Liberty Bar. Yeah, the yeah. Browns backers bar out in right by MSG, correct? Yeah, yeah, not too far. Yeah, that's the one where they have they, the, you like, say the right, you say right by. It's like a thirty-minute walk. And that that's how that city Dude, is. Dude, it, it's like Vegas. Like you know, it looks close. It's not close. Yeah, no. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, don't they have something where it's like, I know during the Browns games that they have like the waitresses dress up like penguins and bring shots out. I think that was their big thing. I didn't know if they happened to do that for the game as well. Uh, for for no. Browns games? I, I think it, like it was. Penguins? Yeah, yeah. That That's like their whole thing. If I'm thinking of the right one, because huh. they send me a shirt every every year. <laughs> And they have penguins on the shirt. And I'm like, why do you have penguins on your shirt? They're like, well, it's because at the end of the quarter, like the waitresses come out in penguin outfits and give out yet jello shots. Like, that's the same, same reason the Browns have the elf and yeah. that's a exactly, helmet logo in a dog pound, right? yes. In our Browns fandom, it just makes sense. It, it fits right in. Serve you jello shots. Well, I didn't know. I did not see any penguins. What I did see was two really bad Cavs performances. So let's just completely move past that. Let's get into game five. Let's look at some bets. Um, we need to pay our, our, what's our confidence level like before we start getting into some of these intricate bets that Nick G starts to try to put in here. What are we feeling? I feel like being a Cleveland fan my whole life, right? If I know one, anything about Cleveland sports, it's that the Cavs win game five. The Cavs give us hope going back into New York that this is still a series because, of course, they do. So I, I think I'm optimistic that especially getting back home in Cleveland, I think the Cavs take care of business and they win game five. Are you guys I with think, me on that? I think we're in a horror movie here. And, and anybody who, <laughs> who's kind of a connoisseur of horror movies, you know you get one last kick. So the Knicks think that they've killed us right now after that ugly showing in New York. But what they don't know is when they've turned their back up, we come back from the dead just for one last grasp. And this is going to be that game. I think we're going to win this game. And then after that, it's going to get ugly. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, Nick. I think we win. I think we win game five. Does Donovan Mitchell come in angry, Chris? I I, I thought he'd be angry the last two games. I don't know. At this point, he better. Yeah. I mean, he should be pissed as hell. Right. I, I, I thought he'd go to New York and he'd show everybody what they were missing there in New York. I said it on this airway, even though I didn't think the Cavs are going to win. I thought Donovan Mitchell was going to show up. He hasn't shown up 11 points in the last ball game. He, he, it's just inexplicable at this point. And I expect him to ball out. Give me something. This is going to be the last gasp. This is going to be the, the monster, you know, finding something there going deep. And uh, and coming out and hopefully hopefully leading the Cavs to a to a win because it'd be nice to have that momentum and who knows what happens after that we know our history with three one uh, with the Cavs maybe we can catch some of that magic I'm not that <laughs> optimistic but what the hell you know crazier things have happened and uh, you know why not why not go Cavs I we guess. need Clay Thompson to say something about someone on the Cavs <laughs> that's exactly I think right he got his feelings hurt um. 
How many points? Let's go around the room. Obviously, the over-under from Donovan Mitchell is not yet out um, for this game as we record this on Monday night. Yep. What are we thinking over-under for Donovan Mitchell? How many points will Mitchell score game five in Cleveland? He'll be back home. Obviously, we still have that big play boost floating around out there in the universe of him to Ooh. score 45 points or more in any game this series. The odds are going to be pretty favorable. He's putting up 45. Are you going for that? At home. He's got to be pissed off at this point. If he's not pissed off at this point, there's going to be a whole lot of haters out there, yeah. even in Cleveland, Ohio. There probably are already on the internet. They've already started. The internet's stupid. But 45 points, Donovan Mitchell, he's going to do it. Chris, he didn't even put up 45 points in New York total. <laughs> he put up 33 in two games. Oh, and he had a garbage bucket at the yeah. end for two points in the fourth quarter. I know, I know. What? Why not go optimistic? You know, last week I went zero and two, and I was playing the you know heel for this thing. Unfortunately, I was right. So let's go optimistic this time. Sure, he goes over forty-five. We win by twenty. What the hell? Go Cavs! I'm gonna go for game five. Donovan Mitchell scores forty-two points just to screw up our boost, <laughs> just to make us absolutely miserable. I think we'll be. That's happy. actually probably correct. It'll be. We'll be happy because the Cavs will win. But I think just yeah. knowing myself and how these things have started to go for me, I'm going to say he, he has 42 points in game five. He's going to have to have a real. You're, you're probably game. right. And nobody gets a shirt. He's <laughs> <laughs> this series. He has scored 38, 17, 22 and 11. All right, if he puts up 42, I'll give one random follower on Twitter that follows you, Nick, a T-shirt. All right, cool. <laughs> That sounds like a plan. Fade Padone. They should get, you should give him two T-shirts, the Fade Padone and then a Beat New York. Oh, I'm, I'm wearing my Fade Padone. You can't really see it, but there, the there's, a, there's his forehead. That, that yeah, gigantic <laughs> forehead. <laughs> all right, I have a feeling, yeah, now that we all picked game five, let's do over under 202 and a half. Uh, if the spread is, I mean, the over under is that for point total, 202 and a half. The under has hit, guys. In all four games so far this series, that means I really like the over. The over is so due. If we're four for four on unders, I feel like they're going to have to start scoring some points. The Cavs only scored over 100, I think, once, and that's in the game that they won in game two. The, the defense has been far from the issue. You got to put the ball in the basket. So I, hopefully, Nick, you I'm took you took over? Picking with my heart here, but I'm going over. All right, I will go ahead and take the under. Wow. See the wardrobe change there? Wow, look at that. Under, all day. <laughs> the Cavs-Knicks are basically setting back basketball to the peach baskets. So I'm going to stick with the trend. I'm going to go under. Game five, we're going to go under that 205. Wow. Fade Padone. 202.5. All right, obviously we go one game at a time here. But yes. if the Cavs do win game five. Yeah, let's get ahead of ourselves. Why not? Let's get ahead of ourselves a little bit. Game six. The Cavs at Knicks. The Cavs would likely be underdogs in that game as they were in game four. Would we pick the Cavs to upset the Knicks in game six? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no. I, I don't see us winning that. For, are, are, are we saying for a bet or just like just saying it? For a bet. For a bet. Of course. Yeah. This, <laughs> come on. This is our betting segment. I mean, going with my heart, yes, the Cavs have a great shot at winning that game. I don't know why, based upon the two performances I saw in New York, but just out of hope, 
But if I'm betting with actual money and putting money on the line, no, I don't think the Cavs go to New York and win. Chris, even, if, even if they win, you know, and have some if, momentum. If we in. win Wednesday, Friday, we're doing a booby watch party in the flats in Cleveland, Ohio. A lot of good juju, a lot of positivity. Last time we did a watch party with Booby Gibson, we crushed the Knicks. What do you think? Is that change your mind at all? To that show and Booby yeah. was talking explicitly about how, hey, listen, man, this thing's not over. I see this team bouncing back. I see them really coming out yeah, there, and which they did, and, and they did. And he was right. Booby was right. All right, so maybe yeah, we wait until that. the pre-game show and see what Booby says. How about yeah. this, guys? The Cavs right now are plus four twenty. To win this series, 50 bucks would pay 260 I feel like I'm going to wait a little bit and hope it goes up a little. Yeah. I need better I'm not, odds. I'm not ready that. for that. All to right. put some money on them. All right. Wow. You guys are down and out a little bit. Yeah, Sorry me, about give, that. We need give me Gab. another day. We need Gab to tell us right now how they'd win the, they're going to win the championship. No problem. She's <laughs> our optimistic one. Let's, All right, let's go fully optimistic though. What what is do we have odds for them to win the championship? One moment. <laughs> yes. Futures. Let's, let's just go. let's just skip. What, we're skipping through games. Let's just skip through series. What here. would you guess? I I have it. What would you guess it's at? Oh jeez. Plus two thousand. Plus oh, really? twenty five hundred. They are plus ten thousand to win the NBA championship. <laughs> Five bucks pays five hundred and five. I I feel like that's worth it, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I may put five bucks on that after the show here. <laughs> Why not? Not sure about winning this coming game uh, here at the Fieldhouse, but man, five to pay five hundred and five if they win the title, win the whole thing. That could be worth. It. There we go. Let's go Friday. The Guardians will be on the road in Boston at Fenway playing the Red Sox. Shane Bieber on the bump for the Gardos. Will Bieber have over or under five and a half strikeouts? I feel like that number for Shane continues to creep lower and lower and lower every start that he has. Hey, hey Chris, before you answer that, are you still doing your, your bet of the Guardians every money line? Well, see, I got a funny story about the Guardians. So do right? I. So but go ahead. I, I went ahead and I and I bet the games against Miami over the weekend where mm-hmm. we lost, lost, and then yesterday's game, I was very excited to see us come come out with a victory, and I was waiting for that alert from Tipico to come on my phone that you won, and it never came, and I was like, "Huh, well, that's weird." Huh? Let me go back and then see. And I was surprised to find out that, number one, yes, I had placed a bet on Tipico. Yes, I had bet the Guardians. But what I bet was the total number of runs, and I bet the <laughs> under. I don't know how I did that, but he hit the wrong that game. I, I forget what the score was, but we scored like seven runs. It's like, what the heck? So I did not win yesterday, even though I meant to place a bet on the money line on the Guardians. So that's the only one I have not bet the money line on the wow. Guardians, and I got screwed. So I am on a heck of a losing streak right now. So we're going to turn it around tonight against the Rockies. There you go. I got to get back in the saddle because I went down to Hilton Head for spring break. Oh, you're not in Ohio anymore. I was like, damn it. How about my dedication? Same thing. Went on a flight to New York. Obviously can't do it. I was like, 
oh God, like how am I gonna do my ten dollars? I had canned that ten dollars <laughs> for me back back home in Ohio every oh, day. Oh, that's a good cars. call. Yeah. So I was going down to the Bourbon Trail for a uh, a bachelor party. By the way, saw Tim Couch the first like second that we got there, which was hilarious. But I am driving into Kentucky to the Bourbon Trail, and I'm like, oh shit. Pull over in Ohio right before the border. Get my calves wow. bed in. That didn't work out so well, but I at least got it in. Should have kept driving. Should have kept driving. <laughs> hey, Dave, how how was Keeneland? One of my Keeneland favorite places. Keeneland was on. so cool, man. Like I almost prefer that to the Derby. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's what I was telling like you. it's it's classy. It's they yep. do it right, um, and it's it, it's just a really fun time. It's not in a dumpy neighborhood. No, nice no. Neighborhood, nice area. It's kind of got that tailgate feel, but only like the southern tailgate feel where everybody's a little bit more dressed up. And yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it exceeded exceeded my expectations for sure. The hats, the dresses, you've got it all going on. Mint juleps. Yeah, the bourbon, the bourbon mules. Bourbon. I'm going to take a bourbon break for a week, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. All right, Did back to the track. <laughs> Nick's falling asleep over here. I'm getting hot. <laughs> I've been in this <laughs> studio for so many hours today. I'll be honest. It, it gets hot in here if you're if you're in a hoodie. I think my, I'm doing my the same thing is... to Dave that we did to Thor. Just one more question, Dave. Did you win at the track? <laughs> By the way, I texted the airport and I was like, "Hey, it's way too hot in here. Please come fix it." Nothing yet. So stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, but. This summer, man, we could be doing our oh, shows boy. in like spring break tank tops because it, it gets really With hot. the parking here. lot, go live. Yeah, we are live from the parking lot. <laughs> we cut, we cut the sleeves off my shirt. All right, Bieber strikeouts over under five and a half Friday at Fenway. His strikeout total so far by game this year, three, seven, four, 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 and four. I'm gonna go oh. over. He's he's due all these fours in a row. He's due to go over. I get there's a three in there a, though, right? Yeah, there was a three at the beginning. His very first start was a three. That a seven. So he did go over that one. Three, seven, four, four, four. So I'm gonna go over five and a half. I think he gets six. Six. Oof. I'm gonna agree with Nick, and I'm gonna go over. The, all right, I'll fade Padone. I'll go under. Wow. Nice. Can't have the young guy Logan Allen showing him up. Yeah, no kidding. And the Red Sox aren't that good. If you look at the AL East, they are dead last uh, at 12 and 11. Despite that being a good division, they're they're not that hot. All righty, let's do a new segment. By the way, Fade Padone, I don't feel good about this at all. Why? Because I like both of your bets, but I'm just going to yeah. go against you, and yeah. I think it'll work it out. Sucks, but man. I usually like all my bets. So I know. That should, just looking at that shirt. <laughs> if, I, if I start, hopefully if I win these bets, you can't wear that shirt. You don't like the shirt? I mean, I <laughs> conflicted he about like the shirt. Conflicted he doesn't like the shirt, the shirt Chris. The shirt's he's offended by the shirt. He's offended. offended he's, shirt, he's been man. looking at me, Chris, this whole time and just like not saying anything, kind of staring over at the shirt. I was like, why is Nick looking at me so funny? He's just he's looking hot. at the shirt. I mean, I'm, he's I, hot I'm about hot. passing out and he has to look <laughs> at that shirt. I don't have any water in here. The, the shirt is, here's the thing with the shirt. The shirt feeds my ego, which I like. You yes. know, I like that there's, own a sh- shirt. there's a shirt of me out there, but I don't like the, the message behind it is to bet against me when, you know, we're sponsored. I'm an ambassador for a leading sports betting company here in Ohio. And the shirt. Well, we'll see who makes more money. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's hit you it. You need to have a full Padone collection. So oh, you can yeah. wear them around like Bernie does, where he wears shirts of himself all the time. That could be your thing too, Nick. <laughs> can you imagine if, if, if Nick just starts phrase. walking around downtown Cleveland like you matter? <laughs> In my own shirt? He's going to steal his whole gig. I know. Uh, I don't fade with, Padone. I come up with like my own catchphrase, like not you matter, but like. I don't know. I can't even think of what an inverse of that would just be. Just go up and say fade Pado. Fade Pado. <laughs> fade Pado. <laughs> All right. Headli- headlines. New headlines. segments. New segment. All right. Just go. <laughs> Fill in the blank is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News, your go-to site for video games and more. With news, guides, previews, and reviews, including this week's featured article looking ahead to the release of the newest Zelda game, Tears of the Kingdom. And remember that you can join in on all the discussions using the Shack News Cortex and subscribing to their Twitch channel. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at ShackNews.com. So this is a new segment, guys, that we're going to be starting for headlines called Fill in the Blank. We'll, oh. we'll read a sentence, but a part of the sentence will be blank. Up to you guys to fill it in. Dave, I'll start with you. All right. The Browns will select a blank with their first pick in the NFL draft. Uh, hmm. That's a good one. I'm going to say, can I go defensive line? Or do you want a position? Yeah. That I'm going to go defensive line. Okay. Okay. Even though we we bolstered that up in free agency quite a bit, I still think they're going to go with that. You got it. You got to hook up the the new coach for sure. I, I'm with you on that. I think defensive line as well. Chris, do you have one? Are we going to go clean sleep, sweep defensive line with their first pick? Uh yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to will that one. I, I, I hope really so. would like to see them get a defensive lineman. To be honest with you, a lot of people saying wide receiver. I I, I want to see a lineman there. Yeah, yeah, me too. I I really hope so. I, I think that's kind of the missing piece on this team. I get that you need to punch some depth in some other spots, maybe a safety, you know, maybe another. Now, now you're going to need a, you know, inside corner because Greg wants to play on the outside. We'll see. All right. Well, we need top line there and we need depth. Exactly. So exactly. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's go with this one. Chris, I'll start with you on draft night. CJ Stroud will become a blank. Oh wow! And and Indianapolis Colt. How about that? He's going to go to the Colts. Yeah, he's not going to have to go too far from Columbus to Indianapolis, and he is going to be a Colt. I actually agree with Chris on that. Oh really? I do. Yeah. Nick, you don't. I think a team trades up to three. I don't I don't buy for a moment that Arizona stays at three because they don't need to. They have their right. quarterback. They have an okay defense, not a great defense. I think if a team pop I I say mystery team pops up for three pops up to three. Maybe Tennessee. We hear that they're shopping now. Um their quarterback and Ryan Tannehill. Maybe New England shocks everybody. We heard that they were in the uh the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes that never materialized. Maybe they hop up there. We'll see what happens. Uh I I say mystery team at three for CJ Stroud. If not, definitely I don't see him getting past four. Uh, I like with it. Indy. All right, let's go with this one. The Bucks and Heat series. 
will go blank. How many games? Chris, I'll start with you. Ooh. It will go. <laughs> Miami currently leads two to one, but Giannis Antetokounmpo is back for game no, four. And he's back. Yep, he will be. He for will sure. play tonight for sure. I, I'm going to say it's going to go five games. How about that? Wow, you see Miami in five. I see my no no no. I see the well. Wait, what, what's the? It's my, two what's two one. Miami's up two one. Oh, Miami's up two one. Yeah. I had it backwards. I had it backwards. The, no, no, the no, no, Giannis no. effect. I think it's going to go six, and it's going to go to the box. Same. Yeah. I, I think it'll go seven. Box and seven. Box and seven. Yeah, I think Giannis being back is the pivotal pivotal thing there. All right, let's go with this one, Chris. The Cavs will win game five if they blank. Shoot, rebound, and don't turn over the ball. How about that? <laughs> let's hit all three parts of that triangle. I am sick of them turning over the basketball, and I am sick of them not getting after loose balls, and they've got to be able to shoot. So if they can only do those three things, <laughs> then they'll be in good shape. Dave, the Cavs will win game five if they blank. Calm their nerves. I don't think it's an effort thing. I don't think it's they don't have enough dog. I think it's nerves. In Madison Square Garden, it was nerves. Hopefully, those get calmed in Cleveland. All right, I'm going to go the Cavs will win game five if they play Lamar Stevens. Oh, boy. I get that your superstar, superstars haven't shown up. I get that we've had rough performances out of Darius, out of Mobley, out of Allen, out of Mitchell, all at different times throughout this series. But you're getting outworked by Josh Hart. You're getting outworked by Isaiah Hartenstein. You're getting outworked by oh, Mitchell Robinson. I don't like that guy. These guys aren't superstars. You're getting outscrapped. Go back to your own junkyard dog, Lamar Stevens. He invented the chain. He brought that grit and toughness as an undrafted player from Penn State. I am pounding the table for J.B. Bickerstaff to play Lamar Stevens in game five. Your back is against the wall. And if there's anybody on this roster that could bring that heat, bring that tenacity, it's Lamar Stevens. He's the junkyard dog. And I think they win game five if they play him. Wow. I think wow. we win game five without him. And then when we get back to New York, then, then put, put him in because the nerves will be back. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's go with this one. Keep talking Cavs for game five. JB Bickerstaff should start Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Jarrett Allen, and blank in game five. Who should start in that spot that's been flipping between Okoro and Karras? Dave, you're wincing. I'm going to start with you. <laughs> Oh, I hate that. I like Karis off the bench. Yeah. But. So start Stevens. Start, right? Stay where we're at. Start, start Stevens. Stevens. Set the. Set, set the. Oh, man. I, I don't know if I can say that. Start no, Stevens. no. <clears throat> if Stevens could give you. All right, I'll go with you. I'll say start Stevens. Punch him in the mouth. Yeah. And then let your scores score. Right. And then bring Levert in. I get that. Okoro, I don't know if I really believe that, but I'm I'm starting to follow you here, Nick. So, so like, because look, in game two, they were at their best because Isaac got into foul trouble and then he was just on the bench. It is what it is. I'm not trying to dump on Isaac, but that's what happened. He was out of the game because he was in foul trouble. Then Karis comes in quickly yeah. and starts lighting him up. So instead of, obviously, you don't want anybody in foul trouble. So you start Stevens and you tell him your game plan for something like this, right? Like Lamar. You, you stayed ready your entire career up until this point. You're going to start 
game five. We need you to give us seven really hard minutes on Jalen Brunson for seven minutes, and then and then you're done. You know that you could you could have your breather. We're gonna put Karras in, and he's gonna just score the basketball. But for seven really hard minutes, we need you to go out there, defend Brunson, attack the rim hard, shoot some free throws, and just be yourself for seven minutes. Lock down Brunson like Kevin Love locked down Steph Curry. Let's go, Nick. Like Booby on Gilbert Arenas. And I think <laughs> and 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 seriously, I. I don't think that's as crazy as it might seem. But if they don't go that route, I would seriously start a Coro just because I, I when, wow. when that when that bench unit gets in, you get absolutely nothing. And like at least Karras has been giving you consistently 13, 14 points a night. You you need that off the bench when Jetty, Rubio, everybody else is just not not doing, doing nothing. Yeah. Doing nothing. Chris, did you are you are you gonna go with Lamar Stevens with us, or did you go Karis Levert? No, you kind of sold me on that idea, though. To be honest, yes! I feel like it's a good game plan. I know. See, I, I, I like it because I was going yeah. in with Levert because I yeah, you know, that's what we've been doing. Give it another chance here, but you you sold me on that because I, you're right. Okoro going out and the way he Nick's went out, so happy really right now. The door. I know. <laughs> you know why? Because I said this earlier today on the Chico Borman show. Not that I said that I would start him, and that was a hot take. And then Spencer Davies for BasketballNews.com comes on the show, completely unprompted. He wasn't in the waiting room. I, maybe he was listening. Maybe he wasn't. But he says Lamar Stevens needs to play in Game Five, and I'm like, yes, yes. Like I'm, I'm onto something with these Stevens minutes. But I would take it a step further and maybe even start him, uh, just because. Okoro is not giving you anything, and you need that bench scoring from Levert off the bench. So I, I'd be very cool to start the junkyard dog in game five. Your back's against the wall. You got nothing to lose anyways. There we go. Might as well try to win it. Consensus, Lamar Lamar's Stevens. Oh, boy. We're in a dark place. <laughs> I've talked us all into it. All right, cool. Any final thoughts as we wrap this bad boy up? Consensus Lamar Stevens, and that's going to be perhaps the last talk we have of the Cavs. We won't have Cavs next week, and this is the way we're walking out on it. Yeah. Kind of tough. If if they go out and rebound and they hustle and they calm their nerves and they put up a good fight, I won't say it was like a completely lost season. No, no, not at all. They're young. They're figuring it out. They got a lot to figure out. Coaching. Still the youngest team in the NBA, right? Yeah, 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 but yeah. Go out and play hard. Yeah, for real. And even if a scenario like that happens where they win game five and then game six, those nerves come back, it's MSG, and they fold up in six. When we had Kelsey Russo on the show, Chris, she really did, I I think, accidentally temper our expectations for this thing when she said that, they aren't expecting to win this series. Like, they don't know what's going to happen internally. The organization doesn't. So even though the fans on Twitter will be loud and it'll be annoying and you'll have those certain accounts that always pipe up, pipe up, the Cavs know that they're going to be okay and that part of yep. this year was just trying something new and getting that experience. So it'll be Do they fire JB in the offseason? Hell no. No, no chance. Wow. Zero chance. You're sounding. You guys sound like different than the internet. The internet right now has already got him fired. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that probably is. I mean, I, I think there is a case to be made in basketball that sometimes the coach that pulls you out of the mud isn't the same coach that leads you to the promised sure. land. But I, 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 what has JB done that egregious that's like... Well, he kept Donovan Mitchell from scoring in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> that's all his fault. <laughs> Nothing. 
I don't know. I, He's not going anywhere. Yeah, I, I'm not there yet. I am not there yet. I, I think, and, and truly, too, I think for the organization, there are steps in place that you take before firing your coach. You trade expensive players. You try to give him more of a bench to work with for next season before you just wipe him out. After after one year, we're, oh, by the way, you won 50 games. You were the four seed, and then you just fire him your first year out of a rebuild. I don't think that makes any sense at all. So do we wait until like halfway through next year and then pull a Ty Lu? No, because I think oh. they're going to be good, Chris. They're going to be good. Oh, they were good. They, they are good. Uh, this is the thing that people aren't realizing because it, it's easy to be mad, and I'm mad. This is unfortunate because this is probably the worst matchup that the Cavs could have had. Evan Mobley and Jared Allen love both players. They're soft. They got put up against Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson, who are the complete opposite of soft it's just an unfortunate circumstance that this was the first round draw for the Cavs I think they could hang if they somehow evade this series I think they could hang with the Miami Heat if the Heat get out of that next round it, it was just a bad draw it is what it is I don't think there's any reason to overreact trade away superstars or you know because I see people complaining and moaning about the Mitchell trade and fire Bickerstaff I think it's all going to be all right the more things change, the more they stay the same. Back in the 90s, <laughs> Doherty and Nance yeah. on the inside, they talked about us being soft on the inside, and that's the reason. It was that we we didn't go any further than what we did, and it's just wild to hear us again being described as soft. Huh? It's it just kind of crazy. Isaiah Hartenstein, he was here last year. Oh, on a, I don't like I, him. I, he was here on a 10-day contract. And now he's now he's become the complete heel of a playoff series. So you just got to get deeper. You got to run it back with pretty much the same crew. Get deeper, and they'll they'll be okay. They will be okay. Agreed. All right, we'll wrap this thing up. Thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Reflog Show on Big Play. Make sure to subscribe to us now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as download that Typico Sportsbook app. Use promo code Big Play, and when you do. When you deposit 50 bucks, we're going to give you $200 bets on us. Go bet on these Cavs. Go bet on some NFL draft boosts that we'll toss up and go have some fun. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. It's time. Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio. Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight wow, podcast of Rogers. the world. Yeah. The big play! We fought!